one more game and then we take a break. Look at the Kings' last action before the All-Star-ish break coming up on today's edition of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, my name is, as always, Sarah Avampato, host of your show, Your Locked on Los Angeles Kings, uh, your daily-ish podcast for all things Kings on your favorite podcast network of choice, uh, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us talking about the Kings, talking about what is going on with uh, your favorite hockey team and mine as we uh, slowly, right now, creep towards the middle part, the end part, the half part, the halfway part of the season. Uh, we're we're almost there. The All Star break sort of is traditionally the the halfway point of the season, and the Kings have just one more game to go on their current road trip before they get to uh, break, or at least everyone except for Adrian Kempe gets to go take a break. Kempe gets to go to Vegas and be the Kings representative uh, in the All Star game uh, this year. But uh, right now, we are looking forward to tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings uh, to round out this road trip for the Kings. If you look at their record so far, uh, their record is 3-0-2, wins against the Devils, Islanders, and Penguins, and then overtime losses to the Rangers and the Flyers. And yeah, that that assortment of wins and losses is just as weird as you thought it would be, because of course the Kings lose to the Flyers, who had just been in a, you know, franchise worst losing streak kings give up uh not only a point but they let the flyers get the win in overtime there uh and then they turn around and beat the penguins who have been one of the best teams lately uh in the league for whatever reason it seems like the kings have the penguins number this season uh you know the season series obviously is now finished so uh we won't get to see them again but uh it was kind of pleasant to uh to see the kings play against a team that is uh, a legitimate playoff contender uh, a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, depending on who you ask, and see them come away with the win. Sure, they like almost blew it by the end, but that's the story of the Los Angeles Kings and is something that we, uh, I guess, we just have to get used to. So tonight we're playing the Detroit Red Wings. It is the final matchup between our two teams this season. And uh, the last time we met, uh, Kings came away with a 4 nothing win. Goals from Phil Deneau, Drew Doughty, Adrian Kempe, and Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore, by the way, has been on a tear lately. Uh, he was fantastic against the Penguins. He is making the most of every opportunity he's getting with this team uh, to to take a bigger role and uh, certainly has silenced, I think, a lot of doubters. I mean, myself included, he has not always been so impressive this season, but as of late, I uh, have really been liking uh, what I'm seeing from him, and again, he came up huge against the Penguins, and I hope that that's uh, that's the Trevor Moore we get coming down the stretch. Uh, so, Kings prepared to take on the Red Wings, and uh, as always, Detroit is, you know, struggling. Uh, they're they're a team that has a lot of fun young players. They're a team that has a lot to watch out for, and can certainly steal a game or two. But uh, this is a game that the Kings should win. Um, I feel nervous saying that because 
again. Every time I say the Kings are going to win or they should win, they manage to blow the game. But this is a game the Kings should win. Um, if you look back at Detroit's last 10 games, they have four wins in their last 10. You know, amazingly, for as much as people kind of look at Detroit and are like, this is not a good team, uh, they are not nearly the worst in their division. They are fifth out of eight teams. Below them, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Montreal. Uh, so the the Red Wings are, you know, they're a team that is rebuilding. They're a team that is still getting their young talent up to, up to snuff, I guess you could say. But, you know, if, if you look at the playoff picture, actually, they're very, very far out of a playoff spot. But the the division right now, if you look at the, the, the two wildcard spots, uh, Washington and Boston currently have the wildcard spots for the East. Uh, Boston has 55 points. Detroit has 46. So obviously that's a big, huge jump. But Detroit is ahead of the rest of the pack of teams below them, you know, Columbus, Islanders, Philadelphia, Detroit's 46 points lead that pack. So yeah, there is a big gap between them and the bona fide playoff teams. And I don't think they or anyone below them is going to make a push for the playoffs in the East at this point. But if you look at, if you consider where Detroit has been in past years, where if you consider how rock bottom they've hit, that's good for them to see them, you know, not within striking distance of a wild card spot, but they're certainly not the bottom of the barrel. Uh, but this is a team that has been meh lately. Four wins again in their last 10. They have been pretty good at home, though. 14, 8, and 3. So, you know, I, I think that for the Kings, they need to not underestimate this game. And uh, we will, in, in coming up next on the show, we'll take a look at some of the players on the Red Wings that we need to keep an eye out for. Uh, including some of their young stars. Uh, so that's going to be coming up next on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you all about snacks. So if you do not know what a Built Bar is, uh, they are delicious protein bars that taste like candy bars. You can get basically any sort of flavor you could possibly imagine. Uh, they've got ones that taste like cookies. They've got ones that taste like fruit. They've got ones that taste like churros, which is neither a cookie nor a fruit. Uh, any kind of taste you're looking for, you can go find on Built.com. Built Bars are healthy, but they're also fun to eat. And they are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're high in fiber, low in carbs, low in sugar, uh, and really high in real good taste. So if you are looking for a snack, if you're looking for something to pep you up, I had one for breakfast this morning because I just couldn't decide on what to eat, and I was hungry, so I was like, we're going to have... A built bar. It was one of the uh, cookie dough chunk ones, I believe. Uh, so anytime you're need you're needing a snack, you can go and check out built.com. See all of the great flavors to choose from, and uh, of course they always have new flavors coming out, including limited edition flavors. So check out built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use the promo code locked fifteen, and get fifteen percent off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You are, of course, listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, and thank you again for making today's show your first listen every day here at Locked on Kings. Uh, you can also make sure to make your second listen of the day Locked on NHL, where our Locked on experts are covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday 
uh, in less than 30 minutes. Uh, if you are new here, uh, you can also hear me on Wednesdays there on Locked On NHL with Jess Belmosto from Locked On Flames. We talk about all things Western Conference uh, on Wednesdays, so it's Western Conference Wednesday. Uh, there's also going to be special episodes uh, following along with what's happening in the Olympics, uh, including uh, guest spots from Erica Ayala. She is our Locked On Kraken host, who is actually over in Beijing right now uh, covering the Olympics uh, for, for a news outlet. So she's going to be making some appearances on Locked On NHL. But make sure you're checking out that show as well. It is free and available on all platforms. Now, if you look at the Detroit Red Wings, you can't look at them or talk about them without thinking about some of their young players who are making a huge difference for that team and who are or should be getting uh, perhaps more Calder uh, Trophy discussion uh, than they should be. They have Lucas Raymond. He has 35 points in 46 games. He is doing uh, a ton of hard work uh, as a first-year forward. He's a 2020 first-round draft pick, uh, 11 goals, 24 assists. They've also got Moritz Sider, who's been around for a little bit, uh, has spent time in the AHL. Uh, he was a 2019 first-round draft pick, a defenseman, 29 points in 46 games, and is really taking on huge minutes uh, for the Red Wings at, you know, a very early point in his career. This is his first season in the NHL. Uh, he He's playing a ton of minutes for them, 25 minutes in their last game against the Ducks, 23 against Toronto, 24 against Pittsburgh. Like, he's logging... A ton of ice time and as a young defenseman I feel like that's something that you know if it does if it's not getting attention it should be getting attention uh, because it's one thing to step into the league as a forward where it's a lot easier to be sheltered it's a lot easier to get easier minutes to be set up for success if you're a defenseman your job is a lot harder it is so rare to see you know young defensemen excel and I feel like when they do they really nail it. I'm thinking about guys like Adam Fox, um, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, who sadly is out with uh, lingering concussion issues. But when a young defenseman gets it, they get it and uh, make a huge difference for their team. So, you know, there, there's a ton of talk. Like, I wish that, you know, obviously we, should, we wish things had been different for the Kings this season. Uh, you know, things started out, in an unexpected ways. Uh, obviously, we had expected Quentin Byfield to be with the team since day one. Uh, he looked really good in the preseason. And, you know, not that we're putting any, you know, cards before any horses, but we're like, you know, this is a player who's doing really well. Uh, he's great things are expected of him. Like, does Quentin Byfield belong in, like, or will he get to be in, in the conversation for the Calder? And the answer is no, because he missed, you know, almost all the season. Uh, with injury and then being in the AHL. So you wonder a little bit of like, you know, what could have been? But for the Red Wings, uh, they are seeing, they're seeing the rock bottom years pay off because of contributions from guys like Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider. Uh, and they, of course, have a lot of great young players aside from them in the pipeline. Uh, not to mention the like steal of getting Alex Ndelkovic, uh from the Carolina Hurricanes. His numbers have not been nearly as great as they have been while with uh, with the Hurricanes. But, again, he's a guy who is giving this team a chance to win. And that's what this team needs. So when it comes to watching the Red Wings, when it comes to anticipating 
uh, what we're going to be experiencing in this game, I would really say that the focus needs to be on those young players. They are kind of the motor that drives this team. There are a lot of veteran players who are really, really stepping up. Uh, Vlad Nemestikov is looking great, 22 points in 46 games. Robbie Fabry finally kind of found a home with the Red Wings. Uh, depth players like Sam Gagné, uh, Pia Suter, Philip Zadina. Uh, you've got... The, the Red Wings have depth now. Uh, they have fewer guys who are having to play up above their their skill level. Uh, I was just kind of talking about this on the national show with Jess Belmasto. Uh, we were talking about it more in the context of the Arizona Coyotes. But, you know, you think about teams that... And, and the, you know, the, the Kings themselves have dealt with this in the past. You think about teams that don't have the skill on their, their roster that they need to have to be successful. And what that ends up doing is it pushes players out of the AHL, perhaps before they should have been, you know, moved up. And it makes players have to play in spots of in the lineup that they should not be, that they're not skilled enough to be playing. And, you know, that's why we see the Kings being careful with a guy like Arthur Kaliev, with a guy like Quentin Byfield, of not putting them up too far in the lineup before they're really ready for it, uh, for the challenge. And teams like Detroit, teams like uh, the, the Coyotes, uh, have unfortunately had to push players in the past to take on, you know, first, second minutes or first, second uh, defensive pairing minutes and assignments when they're not ready or when they're really guys who should be down contributing on your third or fourth line. Now Detroit is getting more of the depth. Uh, players are kind of wanting to come there because they have a chance to be a part of a team that is just on the cusp of being more competitive. And uh, they get to be, for older players, they get to be mentors. They get to sort of help guide the next generation. And it just seems like a really good environment, finally, uh, for these players. Uh, you know, Dylan Larkin, the captain, uh, he leads the team in points, 43 points in 41 games, always a dangerous player. Uh, and I just think about, like, we always talk about Connor McDavid and how, like, he just looks like he has, you know, the, the thousand-yard stare of Connor McDavid. But Dylan Larkin has seen some stuff, man, in, in his past years uh, on this team since he broke out, uh, you know, came over from college. Uh he he we have seen some end of season interviews some after game interviews with him where i just am like i hope someone gives that man a hug like he just you can see the weight of losing uh that frustration just weighing on him and now he is you know contributing at you know top skill he is helping lead this team you don't see quite so many you know sad Dylan Larkin interviews anymore. And like that is, you know, with the team at, you know, the record right now, 20, 20 and six. So they're playing like exactly 500 hockey, uh, which is not a place the Red Wings have been in several seasons. Uh, so you can only imagine how, how different the attitude is going to be once they actually start getting more on the, the winning side. So, you know, the, the key for Kings fans watching this game tonight is to keep an eye on those young players, but don't underestimate the Red Wings' depth. And that, that's, you know, the Kings, we've seen them. They have a tendency sometimes to play down to the opponent. They have a tendency to, uh, to overlook teams that they should 100% be able to beat. 
And so uh, for this game, uh, they, they need to be on their toes because Detroit is a hungry team. Uh, they are out to prove that they uh, can be good and should be a team that you should be afraid of. You shouldn't want to go into Little Caesars Arena, which is a terrible arena name. This is a team just on the cusp of getting it all figured out. So uh, I would say for the Kings to not take this one lightly. We're going to close out with a quick look at the Ontario Reign coming up right after this. But first, let's talk sports wagering. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right on down to the big game coming up in just a few weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football because BetOnline has up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. So Kings in action tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. It's their last game uh, before we uh, take the break for the all-star slash bi-week slash whatever. Uh, game kicks off at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, so it's an early one for you guys. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll you know, just, just sneak out of work early. It's fine. I uh, wanted to touch as well on the Ontario Reign. We'll be talking more about them over the next week. Uh, as we have some time off from the Kings, uh, we'll, I want to be checking in on the rain to see, uh, or to, just to, you know, give you guys a little bit more uh, thoughts and feelings on, on what they're up to. But the Ontario rain right now, uh, they're, they're doing fantastic, quite honestly. Like, I, my mind is blown with how well they're doing, uh, weathering the losses of tons of key players. Uh, including obviously Quentin Byfield is up with the Kings, uh, Jacob Movrari up with the Kings, Austin Strand up with the Kings, Martin Furk has been back and forth. Uh, they don't even have their actual head coach. Uh, John Robleski uh, again had to step away earlier in the season for uh, personal reasons, a personal leave of absence, uh, no timetable on his return. Honestly, haven't heard a peep from any of my like sources within the organization, uh, but they are being led very ably uh, without him, and this is a team that is chock full of talent and honestly one of the best in the AHL this season. Uh, they are currently second in the Pacific Division, uh, uh, 23-7-3-2. Uh, the AHL counts overtime losses and shootout losses separately. No difference in points, but uh, they if you look at their statistics, they count it separately. Uh, if you look at it by points percentage, they are second place in the Pacific in the Pacific Division as well. If you look at points percentage overall in the league, uh, the Reign are fourth uh, behind Utica, Stockton, and Chicago. Uh, special teams, the Reign have uh, currently the best power play in the league, 27.7% success rate. Uh, they were the last team to allow, I believe, a shorthanded goal against. Uh, that just happened the other day. Uh, the penalty kill needs a hell of a ton of work. Uh, it is 30th in the league. Uh, that's real bad. But they have been able to score their way out of any other troubles that they are having. Uh, their most recent series of games that they just wrapped up were against the uh, the San Jose Barracuda, where uh, they 
dominated them. Uh, the Rain, their last four games, three against San Jose. Uh, the Rain won four to one, seven to one, eight to five in their last game. Uh, they played Stockton in between there. They lost that game to Stockton two to one. Uh, Stockton is right now the best team in the Pacific. Uh, so, you know, losing to them, no shame in that. Uh, Stockton's been a tough opponent all season for the Rain. Uh, but guys are just scoring at will. Jared Anderson Dolman had his first professional hat trick uh, the other day in that game against the Barracuda. Three goals for him. Martin Ferk had his first AHL hat trick fairly recently as well. Uh, Samuel Fugimo had two goals. Austin Wagner is scoring. Alex Turcott is scoring. And they're, you know, getting great goaltending from Matt Villalta, who has been very calm in net. Uh, he's looked great since returning from, I believe, I believe it was an injury. I don't think it was the COVID list, but he was out for a couple of weeks um, and has looked really solid in net. Uh, with the whole taxi squad thing, I believe Jacob, Jacob Ingham has been mostly the taxi squad goalie. Garrett Sparks is like injured, question mark. He like left a game partway through and literally no one has seen him since then, um, which is weird and kind of concerning and, you know, hope he's okay and everything. But Matt Villalta has been holding the fort down for the Kings. Uh, and Lucas Perique, who had been uh, signed to an AHL deal, uh, was a Kings draft prospect. I think eventually will get an NHL deal, but right now on an AHL contract, uh, had spent the beginning part of the season uh, in the ECHL, uh, has been playing for the Reign and, you know, struggling a little bit with the adjustment to, to this level of hockey. You know, has recorded three wins for the Reign, uh, including in that loud game against the Barracuda. Uh, he, you know, he, he's, a, he's a newbie. Uh, so his numbers aren't great, but again, the Kings have been able to outscore their problems, uh, and that certainly goes for uh, their performance when Parikh has been uh, backstopping them. But, you know, he, he's a guy I would say keep an eye on because I think he has the potential to develop. He's been a little bit of a late bloomer, uh, and he's still, he was born in 2001, so he's still, you know, a baby in terms of goaltending age. Uh, but it, the, the overall picture is the rain are doing phenomenal. Uh, it is so fun to watch their games. Their power play is so dynamic. I really, really wish we could just like pick up their power play strategy and quite honestly personnel and plunk it on the, on the Kings um, because it's literally the best power play in the league. And I don't understand why the Kings can't look in this case to their AHL team for inspiration when the Kings power play is struggling so badly. Like it makes absolutely no sense, but it is something to watch. It is so fun to watch rain games. And, you know, for as fun as it is to see the Kings doing well right now, um, after the past several years of being aggressively mediocre, it is so cool to see the rain doing this well, uh, because they have had it even more rough than the Kings have quite honestly, because, um, you know, the Kings basically cannibalize the rain for all of their best players. And then suddenly the rain have like, no one who can score a goal. Um, and this year, the team is so stacked that, you know, you take Martin Furk out of the lineup and they're still fine. You take Quentin Byfield out and they're still fine. They just keep on rolling and it is really exciting to see. Uh, the Rain wrap up their kind of first chunk of the season with two games in Grand Rapids uh, this weekend. I am a, a handful of hours away from Grand Rapids, so I'm planning on driving out there to go see the games, um, you know, pending a blizzard or something. Uh, but hoping to get to see them in their last action before uh, they take their, what should have been the AHL All-Star game 
uh, break, but that was canceled because of COVID concerns. It was supposed to be held up in Laval, which is outside of Montreal. Um, and then obviously because of COVID restrictions uh, was decided just to kind of punt on the All-Star game this year. But uh, rain certainly would have been well represented given how well they have been doing this year. Um, kind of a shame that the All-Star game doesn't get to happen, but you know, obviously better safe than sorry and everything. But uh, the rain, I, I'm just, I really, I say it all the time, anytime I'm talking about the rain on this show, but I really do encourage you, if you're in the Southern California area, take the trip out to Ontario, uh, go check out a game. It, it's super fun, great environment. If you forgot something, there's an enormous stupid mall next door down the street from the arena. Um, almost every time I go out there, I realize I've forgotten like a sweater and it gets really cold in there. I have like three sweaters, I think, that I've bought at the like Ontario Mills mall thing because I show up to a rain game and I was like, well, this arena is really cold and all I have is like a t-shirt. Uh, but there, there's, it, it's a great environment and just absolutely really fun games. So Keep an eye on their home schedule after this break. Go out and check out a ring game. See the future of the Kings on ice and, uh, you know, go give them your support. But they have been super fun to watch. Um, again, just really dynamic, very creative, and they're making some noise in, uh, in league circles. So I'm excited to see what is next for them. So that is it for today's show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow where we'll check in on the results of this game against the Red Wings and then uh, have some cool stuff planned for you over the next week or so. We'll do more of a dive into the rain. I'm going to be talking goaltending about uh, the resurgence of Jonathan Quick and, uh, you know, whatever else happens to float my boat while we're uh, waiting for the Kings to get back into action. Uh, and of course, we'll keep an eye on the Olympics because Brock Faber, our defense prospect, is heading over to Beijing uh, to play for Team USA. So I'm really excited to get to see him uh, on the, the world stage. Uh, I think it's also really great for him because he's, you know, was supposed to be a, a leader on the World Juniors team uh, for the Men's World Juniors that got kind of canceled in the middle of it because of COVID stuff. So another great chance for him to represent his country at the Olympics, which is a huge stage. So of course we'll have like, you know, Brock Faber tracker throughout the Olympics uh, as we keep an eye on him. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, make sure you're subscribing to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. That's W R I T E Said Sarah with an H. Come say hi. Uh, come commiserate over whatever it is that the Kings are up to next. And make sure you come back tomorrow and every day of the week for more Kings news here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.